What up, Street Fighters? How you doing tonight? Thanks for being here. Glad you're listening in. It's the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing it for seven years now. We're here to spread dissent and disruption to every corner of the flat earth. Shout out to everybody watching on the live stream right now. Those are our Patreon subscribers. You get that bonus content uh, over at patreon.com. We got a zine that comes out every single month. The digital version of the punk zine is coming out very soon. You can find out how uh, NoFX radicalized me. Brian uh, recommends a whole bunch of punk albums that aren't punk albums. And there's lots of good art. It's uh, one of our best zines so far. We're also working on the Fear zine. It's coming very soon. There's bonus shows. We just did an Undercover Business Tyrants for Johnny Rockets that ended in the most spectacular fashion one of my favorites uh that we've done so far so if you're ready to step it up you want more than just the two shows that we normally do head over to patreon.com sign up for that bonus content there's plenty of it and it's all great and um i'm proud of it i'm glad that we do it uh my name is brett Payne. my co-host is brian quinby and that's the uh beginning of the show what's up dude how's everybody feeling I'm good. That's my house, everybody. That's my. Uh, that's like get rowdy. Like, a, like a, it's like my DJ voice. Yeah. Oh man. So I guess we're gonna start the show this week by letting everybody know that on November 24th in Cleveland, Ohio. That's right. We're giving Cleveland, Ohio, a second chance. We're both very nervous about it, but on November 24th, we're gonna make Black Friday red in Cleveland, Ohio. This is a concept. That we did a couple years ago for uh, the weekend of Black Friday, where me and Brett are going to go adventure out on Thanksgiving. We're going to adventure out on Black Friday. We're going to fuck around in the stores and we're going to come out and report to you what's going on. Exactly what is Black Friday all about. We're going to give you the temperature. Now, two years ago, we went, we found somebody that built a shelter. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. We'll go out the night before Thanksgiving and take a look at what people are setting up. Maybe this time we'll have the guts to talk to people. Uh, um, we also went inside the belly of the beast to look at all the awful uh, gifts you can get at Kohl's. We spent some time at Kohl's to see what kind of junk people were filling their carts with. Yeah, so this is a show about... Uh you know, let's try to make sure these people never make a profit. There'll be all kinds of stuff in this show. It's what everybody likes from us. It's got we shoplifting. Also, it has it's got the, yeah. yelling. Sorry. It's got stealing. It's got time theft. It's got horrible customers. This show will have it all. And it will have the truth as well. As we explained in the other one, most of the people on Black Friday really needed that fucking deal to save their life. Yeah, or they it's, don't celebrate thanksgiving that which too makes a perfect sense why they would be shopping that day oh everything's cheaper today and i don't celebrate this holiday like because that's the thing about thanksgiving black friday i don't like black friday dude i don't like stores being open on thanksgiving i don't like it because i like when everything's turned off for a little bit like we need those days in our lives and we only get like we really only get like one of them now. Yeah, just you know? Christmas, right? Yeah, just Christmas because everything's open on New Year's. Everything's open on Thanksgiving. Everything's open on the 4th of July. I mean, hell, if they're not going to close on like the 4th of July, then they ain't closing for anything. Yeah, well, you know? I mean, one of those patriotic things you can do is spend money, though. Yeah. 
that's what I've been thinking a lot about Veterans Day, which is coming up on. Uh, I always know when it's coming up because I got to go get a free Applebee's. But it's on uh, uh, November 12th and a bunch of places are kind of closing. But I think everybody should get that day off. And I and, and it's not because I'm like some big time. Let's respect the troops guy. It's because I feel like that's our most winning fight that we could absolutely win. You know, it's right. like you start that big Facebook event campaign of like, why are we all working on Veterans Day yeah. and not honoring the goddamn troops? Right. Then, that is how you guilt the government. Finally, someone's asking the right question. <laughs> yeah, let's get an extra day off work any way we can, right? By any means necessary. That's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. It is weird that Veterans Day isn't a day off because every year since 9-11, it seemed like it got more and more. Yeah, important. yeah, yeah, true. This year in Columbus. But people want you to be all somber, though. Right. Well, yeah, but they want you to do that on Memorial Day, too. And we'll be out there throwing cornhole and just having the time of our lives. True, true, day. true. I mean, you don't have to listen to them. You know, I'm not going to like celebrate veterans or anything. If they give me the day off, I just want another day off. Yeah, I got you. We're hitting that time of year where it's like lots of days off and I love it. This is like, I mean, I hate the weather. They always give you a bunch of days off when the weather sucks. Right. But uh, I do like that. Like people are about to get a bunch of days off of work and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So um, I had actually had a, an event, an interesting interaction with my doctor this week. Oh, what'd you do? They stick their finger in your butt? No, they do that sometimes. I know. So I've had that yeah. happen. It's, I do that sometimes. Not even all that bad. Probably. Right. Yeah. Um, thought I was going to come once. Sorry. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's easy to do. Uh, no, what I was going to say is I was there for a few problems and one of them was a mental health thing. And I felt like I was got the immediate mental health experience. Like I was immediately a part of the club. Yeah. So, yeah, I've just been having tough time and we have insurance and money now. So I'm like, I'm just going to talk. I want to talk to a therapist and just have somebody to get some of this shit out. You know that I'm thinking that isn't helping me. Yeah. And it was amazing because the nurse I'm sitting there. I'm like, she's like, what are you here today for? And I'm like, well, I got this nail fungus. She's like, all right. I'm like, uh, Shit. I, I also uh, injured myself running. So I have to get this running injury checked out. And then I said, and I also would like to get a recommendation on, you know, like a therapist or someone I could talk to. And she looks at me and she goes, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I mean, I just... I just feel like isolated. I feel alone. I'm in like a weird position with like my career and all this stuff and, and you know how I make my living and all these things. And I just feel like I don't have anybody to talk to, or I don't know, you know, I just, every day feels the same. I was just some, I was saying stuff like that. And she goes, Brett, no, I'm sorry. She didn't even say Brett. This is the thing. She said, Michael, <laughs> she said, okay, Michael, that's perfect though. You are here for a purpose. Yeah. The sun in the sky, it did not get, it was hung there by God. The, uh, the, the clouds in the sky, they were hung by God. The rain, it comes from God. The science scientists, did they, they didn't put that in up there. Yeah. It's only through Jesus Christ. He will find your purpose. Why you always he, and I'm just, up, why do you always end up at a Christian doctor? What kind of was, insurance do you have? I, I don't, I don't. Every time you go to a doctor, they're like, oh, Jesus, see if Jesus Christ can fix it. You know, I was rude. I mean, I wasn't rude, but she just went and she kept saying, Michael. Yeah. Michael. She, she said, you're beautiful. 
You're beautiful. She said, you're beautiful. I'm sorry. Men don't want to be called beautiful. You're so handsome. Yeah. And Jesus Christ is, is what you need in your heart. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I mean, thanks. I mean, she was trying to get, that's the answer to all her problems. And she was just like, boom, your brain's all fucked up. Tell Christ about it. That so reminds me of when I, I, I the hear first pe- time I went to a th- therapist. I hear that. I've heard that on so many podcasts as a joke when people say that, like, they tell somebody, like, eh, you know, my mind's a little squirrely. And they're like, oh, I got just the thing for you. <laughs> this thing that, oh, damn, lady, I never heard of Jesus. Oh, like, is that? <laughs> oh, I never knew. <laughs> that's a new thing. That's like a new thing. He's that's- a savior? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a white man, <laughs> a white married man shows up at your office. You're like, hey, I heard of Jesus. It's like, yeah. well, we all have. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a common thing we get recommended all the time. <laughs> so then to follow it up up the doctor comes in go through the same thing i need my nails fixed boom 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 do this need my leg fixed boom 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 do this and then i I kind of like hold it back but i was like you know i'm just i'm just in a weird spot where i feel like uh you know where i'm at in my life and you know where i want it to be or what it's going to be all this and that and she goes you know what i i'm in this facebook group they have a facebook group for everything like no I'm in this one for moms with kids that travel and I find out so much good stuff in there and it's just so easy. So maybe you could see if there's something like that. You're like, motherfucker, my whole <laughs> no. job happens on the internet. Yeah, exactly. That's not helping right. at all. I spend too much. I don't, I spend too much time there already. Yeah. The internet is gonna... not helping me. The internet is part of my problem. <laughs> <laughs> but then she was like, fine. I'll, but she was cool. She actually went and grabbed their like, uh, psychologist guy that was on hand and uh, brought him down and had him talk to me real quick. How was that? It was fine. He was yeah. cool. Okay. He's like, yeah, he's not a white guy. So I like that because I don't really want somebody that just like, is going to say like, dude, you should just go out there and crush it. You yeah. know, <laughs> <laughs> you need to, you need to just, you know, fake it till you make it and just get out there, man. And do what you, do your dreams. Don't, yeah. don't take, don't let anybody get in your fucking way, man. You play golf. Yeah. Have you thought of golf? Have you tried golf? Have you tried another expensive thing? Like, have you thought of any expensive stuff to try? <laughs> yeah. But he, and so, like, he, he, he seemed kind of football playery a little bit for some reason. And it was, eh. but he was nice enough. He's uh, easy to, he has like a, he had an easy face to talk to. You going back to him? Is yeah. he like your guy now? Yeah. Uh, hopefully he just doesn't tell you to go to Jesus, though. No, like, that could end, be a it's problem. Like a long con like, about you remember, Jesus. Remember Elizabeth, the nurse? Did did any of that stick? Did that conversation, you know, that open the door of your heart for the Christ's love or anything? <laughs> Next time you go to a doctor and, there, no, and the, it's at a church, don't just turn around and leave. Cancel the appointment. Dude. I didn't I didn't tell on the lady either. I feel like I could have told on her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the first doctor I had here was like the only one that would take my insurance was like this free ass doctor that did it on like sliding scale. And they, it was a Christian full blown crosses everywhere type hospital where they would pray on, like you get a little bit of doctoring and a little bit of praying. Yeah. <laughs> they throw a, they throw a little bit of prayer on it. A little bit of holy water. I have like the worst reaction to that kind of stuff. Really? So it's I love cool it. that you stayed cool. I don't have like a bad reaction. Like I'm not going to yell at somebody for recommending Jesus to me, but I will be like, no, I'm not this- going to do Jesus right now. Okay. Oh, man, my wife, my wife, it cracks me up. She hates it. She's so viscerally. My wife doesn't have a poker face at all. She just, everything is out immediately. Yeah. And uh, we were leaving Zanesville and there was this, 
fucking guy on the ground that just looked like in the worst shape. And uh, I looked at my wallet. I only had 20s. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to give him $20. He needs $20. (laughs) Yeah. So I just, I rolled the window down and uh, gave it to him. And I said, God bless you to him. Yeah. And my wife like craned her neck all the way around. I was like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, he probably believes in God if he's out here. You know, most people do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah. Don't give him shit though. Blessings are free. That's funny though, man. Oh, I feel for you, dude. You go in, you're you're trying to finally talk to somebody, get it all off your chest, make yeah. yourself feel better, and then they're offering the same old shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always Jesus. It always goes back to Jesus in this I think country. She was just freewheeling missionary work right there, I think. <laughs> she yeah, she was just like so so perplexed. I mean, the first time I went to a therapist was for like panic I was having all these panic attacks and I was like really depressed and just fucking messed up. And I went in and they fucking asked me a bunch of questions, Mm -hmm. like a a questionnaire, fucking 200 questions. Right. And most of the questions centered around like, have you ever done LSD? Have you ever done cocaine? Uh, Have you tried this? Have you tried that? Are you into Jesus? You you know, they like asked me a whole bunch of questions about me. So I answered all the questions and I must have just been thrown right into the drug addict pile. Okay. And they sent me to a drug counselor. And at this time in my life, I wasn't doing any dr- I was smoking cigarettes. That was it. I wasn't taking anything else. I'd been clean for two years because I was just like drying out. Yeah. I was like, let's dry out. Let's get normal. And the woman was just like, well, are you sure you're not doing it? Like basically I went in and I started to talk about my problems. And she was like, maybe if you quit using all them drugs, and I'm like, I don't use drugs. And she's like, you sure you're not doing any drugs. And I'm like, I don't use drugs. And she's like, hey. I can't really do anything unless you're doing drugs. I don't like have another thing that I can help you with. And I was like, all right, well, fuck it then. And I left. <laughs> well, that's a funny thing too, is that when I, cause I came in with like a running problem. She was like, well, I can't recommend you exercise. <laughs> like That's what they always say too, is like exercise your depression away. I'm like, no, I'm eating the best I've ever eaten and uh, exercising. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, people go through shit, man. No, I, it's, Yeah. I understand. It's, I've grown up. I mean, it is such like a poor person thing, I believe, to just think that it's like quacks and for rich people. And I don't know. I have a huge stigma against it. Yeah. And no, I just man. think that like lower class people just, you know, probably can't don't have access to it. So they just demonize it, you know, is something that's how yeah. I feel. I mean, those pills changed my life, man. Those uh, those pills that I that I take every single day. And, uh, they're, they just like, I mean, they changed everything. Alexa, yeah, they changed people. everything about me and made me like, a, and lots a of fucked up person. People. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And I was like, really, I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, I've been where you're at, maybe not exactly where you're at because I wasn't, uh, doing this for a living when it happened to me, but like, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just need a push. Sometimes you need a little bit of help and like people will help you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm glad that guy was cool. I'm glad you got a big football, big, strong football yeah, man like a to big like brother. put his hand on your shoulder and say, everything's going to be all right, my man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll go run some drills together. Yeah. That would be cool. You'd probably love to become friends with your psychologist yeah. <laughs> via my buddy. <laughs> Play flag football on the weekends. <laughs> my daughter, uh, was in school this week and she sent me a screen, a picture of what they were doing. They read scholastic choices. 
Ooh, what's you that? You heard of this? I remember Scholastic Books, but I don't know about choices. So they have magazines. They, I, I actually did a little bit of research on Scholastic, and they have the Scholastic Reader. They have Scholastic Choices. But Scholastic Choices is the one about drugs and shit like that. Oh, no. My daughter's learning about jeweling. Okay. In school. They teach her about that popcorn lung? Uh, no. I, actually, I don't even think they're teaching about that, but... I thought we'd look at what the kids are learning about jeweling. Does yeah, that sound this good to is, you? sounds very because jeweling is popular. The Chapo guys got in town, all of them busting out. Their Everybody jewels. jewels. Yeah, they love those jewels. That's how I know if you go to New York, every single person has a jewel. Well, I have seen, <laughs> and I know I've seen Facebook. I saw a Facebook meltdown one time that said, "What the fuck? Aren't you supposed to be eighteen to have an Amazon account? And how the hell are they selling jewel pods to children? Yeah, yeah. I was like I don't know how to get jewel. I don't think you can do that. But I mean, your kid found a loophole. I'm gonna tell you right now these these motherfucking uh, tobacco companies they will never not they will never not go after the kids. They fucking know how to get the. Oh kids. yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like because my daughter when we were talking about it, she was like. Cigarettes are disgusting. Nobody smokes cigarettes. Nobody wants to see you smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, yeah, she's like, but every time I go to the high school and I go in the bathroom, there's kids jeweling in the bathroom. And I'm like, of course they are. Yeah. The jewel is like, would have been like such a godsend for me when I was in high school. It's made by the same people as PAX, dude. They are like the apple of smoking devices. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All sleek, easy, discreet. Plugs right into your fucking computer, right? Yeah. Plugs into your portable battery, whatever you want. It's it's you can charge it up. Yeah, they look nice too. They yeah. just little nice looking little things. They look like a futurist. They look like a something Scarlett Johansson would smoke in some futuristic movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's just nicotine. Who even it's like knows a demolition how, man? And, and it's like who knows how bad they are for you, really? Like it's well, I vaping, don't know. Popcorn lung. nicotine's bad, but I mean, it's like nicotine rules. Nicotine does. It's kick a better ass. version of nicotine, I think. Yeah. So uh, the stuff is, I mean, it is the stuff they use for like inhalers. Yeah. So uh, I haven't really read this. I, I couldn't see it in the thing, but I found an online version of it. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's see what the kids are learning. When he first started using the super popular e-cigarettes, Jules Clay, 18, was vaping from his friend's devices on the weekends. All my friends were doing it, says Clay, a senior and football player. Cool. Clay felt he had his vaping under control, but then Clay decided to get his own Jewel vaping <gasps> device. Oh, no. Oh, God. This already sounds like he's going down like a dark road when yeah. really he's just fucking hitting nicotine. He's waking <laughs> up a half hour early now to go smoke Jewels in the bathroom. Yeah, that's not. A, he's not headed down a fucking dark road or Basically, anything like that it's all nicotine. of your world war ii grandparents that you love so much what they were doing at his age yeah right the 1950s the good old days everybody was smoking cigarettes when they were like 13 they started and yeah. they smoked until they were 87 and then died of like fucking black lung that's the way it works man uh but then clay started to get so so he got into the habit of his starting his day vaping to wake up for his drive to school. Okay. It's a good thing to Makes do. Makes sense, yeah. Gets the shits out of you too. Then he began vaping before and after his daily weightlifting routine. Yes. He's all healthy too. No, that's and good. Fit. Like he's like no. they're telling him like you're a mess. And he's like, I'm lifting weights. I'm right. getting up early and going to school on time. Caffeine is great before lifting weights. Nicotine probably is too. Constricted blood vessels, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, 
Pretty soon, he says, I, he was addicted. I could feel a difference in my lungs, and I wanted to be in the best possible shape for football, so I okay. stopped, Good says idea. Clay. Smart. So we learned a lesson. His friends haven't quit juuling now, and Clay's school has removed the doors to the bathroom to stop students from gathering there to vape between classes. Among the people I know, cigarettes are considered disgusting, says Clay, but jewels are everywhere. Okay. And my kid's been telling me this, too. She's she's. 14 and there are kids in her school that are jeweling you know but that's what happened i mean that's sounds like the same old shit to me there are kids that use nicotine it always has been that way this never this is not a different thing and yeah. i know like freaking out, they're freaking out about it though like it's okay for you to be concerned that your yeah, kids are using it nicotine. is bad but they'll probably make it through yeah yeah and it, it's fine to be like nervous about it or to be like, please don't use nicotine and shit. But it's like not something that you need to panic about and right. freak out it's like not- it's worth. Oh, I wish they just smoke cigarettes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't freak. Um, small and discreet jewels, which look so much like a USB flash drive, they often escape detection, are in schools nationwide. Love it. Sales of the trendy gadgets, which debuted in 2015, jumped 621% this past year. If you're like most teens in America, if a friend offered you a pack of camels, you'd look at her like she was crazy. Oh, man. Nobody ever offered me a pack of cigarettes when I was a teenager. A whole pack? A whole pack. Just here's a pack of cigarettes. Like Who they had an like, extra pack? <laughs> like people are just like, here, have a pack of smokes. Yeah. yeah you know. <laughs> um, you know, cigarettes are gross, and regularly lighting up gives you bad skin, nasty teeth, and a boatload of more serious problems. Cancer and heart disease, anyone? <laughs> Is that what it says in yeah. italics or something? Yeah, in parentheses. Cancer or heart disease, anyone? It'll make you smell and people will hate you. Yeah. And you'll die of cancer. <laughs> Man, they're really mad at vapes. Uh, but while only 11% of teens consider themselves smokers, 45% of high school students have used a vaping device, according to a 2015 report from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And e-cig use in general grew a staggering 900% among high school students between 2011 and 2015, according to a 2016 U.S. Surgeon General's report. Now, I Ooh. am not a genius, but I don't know how much vaping was going on in 2011. Brett and I started this podcast in 2011, and I don't remember it being all that popular then so it was the jump to the jump 900 percent is a lot less impressive than they make it sound well it's because it just started within the last five years hasn't become a viable thing i remember seeing it probably i mean maybe back when i was back in dallas 2012 i mean i guess there was some they started but like it wasn't like a thing that everybody was doing right right then you know it was like really early adopters yeah were vaping and they were gigantic like lightsaber things yeah you couldn't you couldn't be sneaking those into school i remember the first time i saw a guy vaping i thought he was just smoking weed out of a recorder (laughs) right right It's like like sucking on a VHS tape. And I'm not reading this because I'm like pro Jewel. I'm reading this because I hate the way they teach kids about this. Why did? Yeah, they've never, they haven't learned a fucking lesson. The kids are doing the same thing the kids has always done. What should we do? Repeat the same mistakes of the people that came before us. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Teens try Jewels thinking they're a safe alternative to smoking, but get this. Get this, Brett. Each pod. 
that goes into Juul contains the nicotine equivalent of one pack of cigarettes. What? Or, yeah, but no added tar or urea or anything. No, yeah, exactly. It's just the nicotine or 200 puffs. So each cigarette is 10 puffs. I don't know if everybody knew that. It just depends on how you do it. I think I can do it in six or seven. Ten? But some people say 10. It's if you're baby. It's, but yeah, so they're saying each pot is a pack of cigarettes, which actually shows that they're a decent value. I think. Yeah, I think that <laughs> man, you can probably get like a six pack. How much do they run? Yeah, um, I don't know. How yet, much actually. is a pot? Let me That's a lot for a younger person or anyone to take in at one time, said Patricia. Fo- Nobody's smoking the whole pot at one time. That's not happening. That's the fucking thing. They're acting like this is the equivalent of that guy that Ooh. put all those cigarettes in his mouth for the fucking Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> they're acting like that's what the kids are doing on these jewels. So, and they're not. They're not. They're puffing. Oh, well, here's a puff. Oh, yeah, I've had my jewel for the hour. Move to the next hour. Ooh. How Ooh. much are they running? Motherfucker, they got cucumber. Yeah, they got cucumber. All kinds of I like that. that I like that. <laughs> they're four bucks a piece. Yeah, so That's the cheaper pot than is ciggy cigs, cheaper than cigarettes, and it's like a pack. So, so uh, says so. That's a lot for a younger person or anyone to take in at one time. Says Patricia Volan, director of the Northwell Health Center for Tobacco Control. Man, While you don't have to go through a whole pot at once, some people are doing just that. A Reddit user asks, "Is it normal to finish a pot in a day?" And that has experts worried why because people don't smoke a pack of cigarettes a fucking day yeah like that's not been a thing ever that's like a very average amount of cigarettes to smoke a day at my height of my smoking cigarettes i was smoking like one and a half to two packs a day yeah and there's there's a million other ways to go after this than to do that yeah well just coming up with these numbers and shit that they come up with it just because all it does is they start to, so this, so you're a teen and you're jeweling, right? You're hitting these jewels and you're really into it. And uh you're like you're really into it and you're like, I'm hitting this thing, and it's like uh not really doing much to me. I'm going through less than usual. You know what I mean? That's like kind of where I'm at. Like I'm I'm the then they come in and they come up with this scary shit. Like it's almost better not to like, I would almost prefer if they just didn't talk to my kid about this stuff and let me handle that shit, you know? Cause I'm, I would just be like, don't fucking, it's stupid. Well, I always like get hooked on these fucking things. Yeah. With the, I mean, I think showing them the gross lungs and like showing somebody who had their fucking jaw removed because they dipped all their life and shit. Yeah. Yeah. How does jewel, I mean, I don't know. How, how does a jewel work? These gizmos heat up a juice typically made up of artificial flavors, nicotine, glycerol, and propylene glycol, which just happens to be the stuff in smoke machines. Okay. Well, yeah, smoke. That's what, yeah, that's what I read. <laughs> the device turns the liquid into a vapor you inhale. Since e-cigs don't burn real smoke, but produce the vapor clouds that mimic smoke, people often claim they're safer than cigarettes. But vaping devices are packed with potentially harmful materials. I believe that. <laughs> Tests have found that the vapor from some e-tigs e-cigs contains carcinogens and toxic chemicals as well as tiny potentially toxic particles from the device itself according to the national institutes of health smokeless doesn't mean harmless now see that is the type of thing that you tell kids like yeah it's a fucking machine 
you're smoking through this weird fucking yeah. metal. It's probably not the best metal. These are probably made in like horrible conditions. Yeah. That's what I would, this whole article should just be that instead of them trying to like cool it up for teens, you know? Yeah. And I, uh, I mean, they're, uh, you like, they, they, they just need to acknowledge, they need to have people that have maybe have been affected by this or to let them know, like, Hey, uh, I regret all the cigarettes I smoke, <laughs> you know, like when eventually you get old enough and you realize you're like, that's going to catch up with me you know i always i'm always just like just don't like just don't smoke (laughs) right right it's like the worst decision you can ever make it's just always an omnipresent thing in your life once you just it's a thing i decided to do when i was fucking 12 years old and it's been omnipresent for the rest of my life and i wish i hadn't decided to do that yeah but that's like a type of shit that i would just say to my kid yeah you know what i mean like let me do that don't the school, I don't know. They just never get it right. No. They never get the teaching right, you know? And they come off looking like dipshits. And yeah. then there's the nicotine. This is the component in cigarettes that smokers get hooked on. Research shows that nicotine may be as addictive as heroin or cocaine. See, that's another thing that they do. They are saying that nicotine is as bad as heroin. That A kid sees that. And they say, nicotine, I've been hitting this jewel all the time. This is yeah. nothing like heroin or cocaine. Right. Like, I've tried cocaine and heroin. They're completely <laughs> right. different things. No, it's nothing like my jewel. <laughs> yeah. That, don't do that. Don't lie to them. That, that's the, that fucking breach of trust that they create when they start teaching kids about these substances is what leads people like me to have been like, I don't fucking believe anything they say. I don't believe shit that they say that was a big one for me i mean i i I didn't smoke weed for a really long time because i thought it really fucked you up and after i was away from my parents and i could smoke weed uh then i was like well fuck i'm gonna do everything else now because this was nothing yeah and here's another concern this is actually another valid concern in here too a recent study published in the journal pediatrics found that high school students who used e-cigs were seven times more likely than kids who don't vape to be smoking regular cigarettes in two years Ah, but that's like just something you worry about when it happens. Because I just, I don't, yeah, I don't know. They just, it, it's some, it, it's acting like it's this new thing when yeah. it's always been a continuous issue. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, that crossover worries experts because people who try cigarettes for the first time before they turn 18 are much more likely to be smokers as adults, and the younger they start, the harder it will be for so them to quit. what's the scholastic choices then? They don't tell you choices. Oh. It, it tells you things. But so. these, this is like the new dare? This is the new dare. That's, yeah. Um, we can move past. I mean, there is a part on here about how it addicts you, which is, that's probably decent. Uh, the power of advertising. So they're talking about advertising. I, I would like to look at that. Another problem with e-cigs coming in fun flavors. So they don't want them to come in fun flavors. Ah. Um, that it makes vaping more attractive to teens. But it also makes it more attractive to fucking 25-year-olds and 30-year-olds. Yeah. Want cucumber too. Why can't I have a cucumber vape? 
when I'm fucking 39 years old. I'm old enough to make the decision I want to breathe in cucumber smell. Yeah, yeah. I should be allowed to do that. And it shouldn't just be like we can't have these because kids might be like, oh, I like fucking cucumbers. You know? Yeah, yeah. So where do teens get the idea that e-cigs are harmless? From the industry that sells these products, Fallen said. She notes that e-cigarettes burst onto the scene in 2006 with no government regulation and a message Woo! that they were a risk-free <laughs> alternative to smoking. That I never believe. First of all, I've never believed they, they, they really did when they were in 2006, they acted like it was fucking vitamins or something. They were no. like, oh, dude, this is no people were like, I quit smoking. I just vape. Now. Yeah, they did. They're scum. I'm saying I mean, the tobacco companies are fucking scumbags. You know, I, there's enough fuzzy science for me to say that I seems better than tobacco than smoking a say. I don't fucking know. Um, so what should you do if someone offers you a rip from a jewel? You already know. Say no thanks and change the subject. It seems like something new, Fullen says, but it's really not worth it. So now here are five easy ways to get a shivery good high minus the risk of cancer and addiction, Brett. They're going to give them We got five ways. Okay. Five ways. Whip it. This is where they fuck up again. This is where they fuck up, people. Okay. One, get a rush from cute photos. Go ahead and awe your way through Instagram pet accounts. That adorableness gives a dopamine release. Okay, so you're going to meet with your boys. Hey, man, let's go sneak in between class. Let's go in the bathroom and pull up uh, lolcats. Yeah, yeah. They're saying look at pet pictures. Like, don't tell people who are already expect. I guess this is for people that aren't experimenting with it. I mean, if you're trying to get it at-risk kids, this is not a good idea. Two, talk to your crush. Or reread his or her message to you in the yearbook. Blood flow to the brain. Pleasure setters soars when we fixate on someone we like. They're saying this is an alternative to drugs. Yeah, just yell at them. Just fucking yell at them and tell them they're stupid if they do it. Don't fucking do it, you dummy. Three, go shopping with cash not spent on a jewel starter kit. $50, $50, then more pods, $16 for four. You could save up for new sneakers, a Chromebook, or concert ticks. A Chromebook? Who's, who's buying a Chromebook? Yeah, that's more the of cheapest an, computer they can get, right? I guess, yeah. Bake some chocolate chip cookies or peel an orange. Food smells can light up the brain's reward circuit. Okay, okay. Five, perform a random act of kindness. Pay for your friend's coffee. Let somebody skip you in line. Thank a teacher. Being sweet gives you what scientists call a helper's high. I like getting high, though, man. Yeah. Like, that. This none of this would help me. None of this is helpful to me. Yeah, what about well, when you've had, picture. like, four whiskeys and you need something to keep it together? <laughs> what do they say for that? So, I don't... Yeah. Somebody in the chat said, want to smoke cigs? Kiss a girl instead. <laughs> That's a good idea. They're just, it's not helpful. They're not helping, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not on. It's not an honest conversation. It's all talking down. It's all saying they, those things suck when they're doing them and they think it's fucking awesome, you know? Uh, yeah. And it's not like an adult conversation they ever have with these kids. It's just so, it just always misses the fucking mark. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Kid, I mean, and there's just again, there's, there's a, always been people fucking doing nicotine. I know, I know, it's always just been a thing. But uh, again, there's a hundred ways to probably talk about this better than the way that they're talking to your kids at school about them. And it's just like, why can't they just do it in a reasonable fucking way? You know? Yeah. I actually looked at the Dare website today. Nice. You know what website. I? You know what I found out about uh, this weekend, Brett? 
they're doing one of those DEA drug drop-offs where they set up a oh, <laughs> I know. they set up a booth in a Kroger parking lot and people can bring their old drugs to uh people can bring their old drugs and the DEA will just get rid of them. We need to get like a scalper's license or something. We should be able to set up a booth next, like just like 20 feet away from them. So the people think we're them. (laughs) Set up a booth that says DEA right around the corner from them and be like, yep, it's here. It's right here. Throw them in the bo- throw them in the bag. Throw them in this book bag. <laughs> Get arrows and point them all to my house. This is where the DEA is. You yeah. just drop these drugs off. I'll like open my mouth and they can feel like they're like throw like try to throw those Percocets in my mouth from across the way. <laughs> <laughs> like that would be the greatest. It's a smart idea. We should be allowed to ask people for like, I can't believe it's illegal for me and you to ask people for their extra drugs. Yeah. Or to set up a table next to the DA to collect drugs. So I guess my question for you would be, how many people you think do this? I'm interested. I I would like to maybe stake it. It would be interested just to go and watch for an hour and see what kind of traffic they're getting there. I mean, even squares know that there are people that want their pills, you know? Like, yeah, it's just they're asking for your Perkies or your Xanax or your Ativans that you're not using. Not like some Molly that went bad? No, they're not not like asking for... But I do think that, like, uh, there are good ways for them to be, like... There are, like, there are, like, uh, good, good drugs in there. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like they're handing pills to people that everybody really wants. But again, square people finish all their pills, too. That's true. Percocets feel so good. They're like the best. Percocet, Oxycontin, Vicodin. They fucking rule. So every time somebody gets prescribed them, they're like, I just like I know so many square people that are just like. Well, I save them for when I'm having a wine on another night and maybe watching a movie or something. Yeah. A little wine and a Percocet. I right. feel really good. Like, I don't know anybody that would be like, oh, I'm going to deliver these wonderful things to the DEA so they can pour bleach on them. <laughs> you know what? I uh, That arm healed right up. I didn't even need the rest of those pills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just can't imagine people... I don't know anybody. I, I've just met so many people who would never drop their drug. Like just everybody I know. Somebody saying old people whose loved ones have died. That is a possibility. True. I guess. But there's usually also like a, a, a cousin or a nephew or something that would be like, I'll take those off your hands and take, take off. I just, it's just one of those things that's like, I can't believe they do it. I can't believe that like people actually drop it off. I can't believe it happens, you know? Yeah. Probably some guy grandstanding. Look, I'm giving yeah. away all of my drugs to yeah. the DEA. It's like those gun buybacks, but they don't give you any money for the drugs. They should buy them motherfuckers buy off back, you. Yeah. If they bought them, because they are worth something. That's the thing that's unfair. True. If it's an old person whose loved one died and they're bringing their Oxycontin, right. those Oxycontin have a price. A value, street value. They're worth they're like something. antiques. It's Yeah, it's like... They're not just going to take all of their antiques for no money. You sell that shit on eBay. Yeah, yeah. That's not fair. They, they should they just pay take at least, them for yeah. free and they're like, give these back. And they waste them. They don't even circulate them back in with the other 50 pills. cents on the gram or something at least. Yeah, they should pay half street value right. for 
your drugs. All right. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. And, uh, somebody just said every step parent I've ever had has gone out of their way to tell me how many Xanax they did on a flight. That's true. Every time I go on an airplane, people are like, Oh, just take a couple Xanax. And I'm like, the doctor doesn't give people like me Xanax. I I never (laughs) was in with the ship, but I know lots of regular folks that are just take Xanax. They're like, that's my sleeping pill. My doctor gives it to me so I can go to bed. And it's like, Every single night. And I'm like, God damn, man, that is a hookup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ambien is the other one that people are like, I just, I I have them all the time. Like people leave Ambien laying around, I guess. But like, it's just one of those things that like with painkillers, especially just, I don't know anybody that keeps those laying around the house. You can't keep them at my house. If there's, if somebody gets painkillers, those motherfuckers, I will take them like antibiotics. It's like, oh, are you done with those here? Let me finish those off. <laughs> like, I, my wife gets so mad every time she gets prescribed like muscle relaxers or painkillers because I'm always like, hey, give me a couple of those things. <laughs> I always <laughs> toss a couple of those to me. Lends a little for me, a little for you. You know. <laughs> I usually sell mine, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, the next time you get them, I'll buy them. Okay, then I'm I'll the let you guy. Know. I'm your guy. Maybe from this leg, hopefully. Hurt your fucking leg, dude. Hurt your leg. Yeah. I can't believe you don't take them. You're going to take them and fall in love with them, though. I mean, I take them. I usually take them if I need them. But then, like, I can't be living like that all the time. Yeah. They don't really give you much anymore, though. Yeah, that's true. I've also ran out. I ran out. For my teeth, they, they were like, they gave me an appointment two weeks away. Yeah. And then gave me like five days worth of pain pills. And I was just, I the math didn't fucking add up at all. Yeah. Let's look at some of this protester shit that I saw the other day in in Portland. It like was kind of disturbing to me. And like uh what? Someone in the chat says they have a bunch of old Adderall. <laughs> that stuff's gold, man. Go yeah, people to a college, love that go to a shit. college bar and get yourself a new pair of shoes. Yeah, that college I mean everybody loves Adderall. Adderall should not be hard to get it's rid of. It's spicy. <laughs> yeah. It's like barbecue. I used to say that about painkillers when I was really addicted to them. I'm like, it's like barbecue. It's all sold out at the end of every day. Yep. <laughs> the drug dealer has to re-up every day because at the end of the day, it's like you start with 100 and you end the day with none. I did it after the Chapo show and it was it was shit, man. It was staying up till 630 in the morning. Like I got, I got right home and my wife was getting up for the morning, getting ready to take Charlotte to school and everything. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks though. Members. It was, bad. It was fun. I, Good hate, night. I haven't done yeah. it in a long time. Yeah. It's no, fine. If you do six that. Months. Yeah. Uh, so here's this article. We're gonna move into some serious shit. Maybe you were never serious though. Members of Patriot prayer. A group of white right-wing provocateurs from Vancouver brought a cache of loaded firearms to the top of a parking garage in downtown Portland prior to the group's August 4th protest. In an afternoon press conference regarding the latest Patriot Prayer Rally, Portland Police Bureau Assistant Chief Ryan Lee explained that before the August protest kicked off, officers found a number of people standing on the roof of a parking garage above with loaded guns. The garage was directly above where the afternoon protest was expected to take place. The firearms were confiscated and the people were redirected, Lee said. They all had permits to carry a concealed weapon. None of them were charged or arrested. This is the first time ppb has shared the alarming incident with the public this article came out on uh october 15th so they went august 4th they found them and then on october 18th the police thought maybe we should tell people that these patriot prayer guys are bringing gun and posting up on buildings which by the way brett and i have been to a lot of protests 
in the past two years. And those people do like stand around with guns and they do stand on parking garages and they get up high with their guns and they stand there. They haven't shot anybody, but they want, they like so badly want to that. It's like, I don't know. It's, like those people scare the shit out of me. Yeah, those there was Patriot that one, prayer people freak me out. There was a guy, I believe, in DC that fired his weapon at somebody at the ground. Uh, that one dude that just fired like a pot shot real quick. Oh, yeah, like that it, sounds about right. But uh, yeah, I didn't know we were going to talk about this. Uh, I did. I saw this, and it. Uh, I mean, it was. It's fucking astonishing. Not astonishing. It's just like that. This is happening. That there is. This type of intimidation, firearms, we're talking about level of firearms versus leftists saying you can't have tacos anymore, Mitch McConnell, right? Like, yeah, the what they call leftist violence only happens to people that say that other people should be genocided or that they're they do Nazi salutes. If you do a Nazi salute, you will get punched. But nobody has no, but we are we've not once murdered any of these people. No, they're, they're sending mail bombs now too. Yeah, we're not like tactically figuring out what happens if we have to murder them. Like the only when we go to protest, we constantly have to be the ones that are on fucking defense. Like because those people are the sca- they're fucking scary. Yeah, they're the ones that are a problem, and they just name themselves like like I like Patriot Prayer. Uh-huh. Like what does that even fucking mean? You know, it just is words that cops like. Well, they're here, they're patriotic, and they like to pray, so they must be fucking great people. But that's the terrorist story. This is what pisses me off, man. Because, like, the government spends all their time, like, trying to bust apart leftist movements, trying to say that it's leftist mobs. Black radicals. Yeah. Well, they've been saying uh, Democrat mobs now in the run-up to this uh, thing, in the run-up to this... uh, midterm election like that that's the danger when you talk about like mobs whatever these groups are they're just people yelling at people that's so much fucking different than posting up and being ready to shoot everybody in the fucking street right when we uh when we were in pikeville kentucky um there was a point where the three percenters showed up there was two there was a road there was a barrier surrounding the nazis and then there was a barrier that we were standing behind and we were all screaming and yelling, heckling back and forth. And the three percenters showed up in a hush rolled over the crowd because it was like 30, 40 guys marching in boots with like full body armor and like the big guns hanging around their neck. Yeah. And they just, they walked to the end of the street right in the middle and stood there. And it's like, we know what's up. Like if shit goes down, you're going to turn those fucking guns on us. Yeah. They're, they're going to fucking, you're going to massacre us. We're the ones that they are uh, watching too. When, when, when the cops are standing to split us up, they face us. Right. You know, they don't face them. And like that to me is like that. That's the quickest indication of how, how they treat us. And like, we, we are, I don't want to say we're losing, you know what I mean? But like, the government hates us. Like we're the one that they don't want around, you know, like we can't, these Patriot prayer people, they love them. They love these right wing people. This is something to like, this is, this is something that you would think you would investigate. This, this is important things that 
have to be investigated. Yeah, this is watch list shit. Right. This is what would get... If me and you decided that we were going to start a group called, like, Anarchy Prayer, and we were like, let's let's get all of our uh, great buddies... Well, you know, first of all, it wouldn't be all white dudes would be the problem. It was probably a bunch of white dudes and, like, like white ladies standing up on top of a building with guns. But if we did that, that... We would go to, we wouldn't be redirected. Right. I can tell you that right now. And like when they said they had concealed carries so they could have a fucking sniper rifle on a building. Why aren't you into what's why, what, why do you, you, why do you let somebody slide with that type of thinking in mind? Like you were going to start sniping people for what, what, what would have been the reason that you needed to be posted up there? What would have been Nazis the thing might've got beat up? Well, let's uh, let's actually move this into a thing I got from Vox by Tara Golshan on Vox um, that I wanted to read for this show because it, it has a lot to do with some of the things we've been talking about lately. The migrant caravan, more than 7,000 Central Americans slowly making their way north toward the U.S.-Mexico border is making a Republican voters mad and could be a major motivating force in November. Just two weeks from the midterm elections in November, Republicans are most angered by undocumented immigrants crossing the border and by calls to impeach Trump, according to a survey conducted by Reuters and Ipsos gauging emotional responses towards the biggest headlines this month. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being extremely angry, the survey found Republicans aged 55 and older registered an average 7.9 in anger about illegal immigration. Republicans have consistently named illegal immigration as the biggest problem facing the U.S., where Democrats prioritize health care, gun violence, and climate change. Boy, what's the difference between those things? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I'm not a Democrat or anything, and I'm not, like, prioritizing gun control or anything, but I'm just saying there is, like, a that shows the difference between... I mean, these are, first of all, 55 and over, too. And, like, that's the interesting thing is I didn't know about this caravan until the day I went and spent with my father-in-law, who, when he saw it on TV, he registered a 10 on the anger scale. Like, he was standing up and fucking yelling. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to fucking, I will say what he said. He said, do you care about this? And I said, not really. I probably will never see one of these people in my entire life. Like, they're not going to affect me at all. It doesn't like, I want them to be able to come here because I want to be able to leave. I'm totally a hundred percent fine with this. And he said, I want to napalm them. And I said, that's fucking genocide. And he was like, yeah. And it's just like, that is the fucking, that's the way that they think when you say, when you phrase it, like it's a 7.9 in anger, it's such a high amount of anger. It's really a high amount of anger, dude. You know, yeah, that's and disgusting. It's, they're mad because they're racist. Right. That's what it is. That's what's bothering them. You know? Yeah. yeah. It, it is just all racism. They, they have a million other ways to get around it. And there's so many of these people and, uh, that just keep on pushing it, letting it slide. You know, it's like they, they have such a huge platform right now. You, but you know what, you know what bums me out? Just to be honest, I've been had this thought a couple of times. Like every time I go to a new grocery store or something, they got like a Blue Lives Matter fucking flag or sticker or memorabilia or something for sale. And there isn't a single fucking Antifa like flag or like there's no one is making money off the red and black at all. Yeah. You know, you can't find that down at the corner store. Well, they hate us. Yeah. You know, because we're advocating for everybody. Yeah. 
right? Basically, I mean, I don't know if they, they see it that way because I think that a lot of times we want to take and shit or whatever. I, kill. I've, I, when I was in the last conversation with the Republican I was in was like last week, and you know we kind of talked about it on the other show, but I can I can get as detailed as I can. They do think they're helping. But they think they're helping like Americans is this vague idea of what Americans are, which is a lot different from what like what we think of as like we want to help everybody. We want to help people. I don't fucking care if you're American at all. It makes zero matter. Yeah. My decision making process has zero space for fucking anybody that for where you were born i don't care i don't think you should be stuck on the same piece of land you were born on for the rest of your life i don't think that should mean anything agreed and i think it's a crazy fucking thing that people do think otherwise like the guy couldn't even explain why he feels that way yeah i kept saying like when he started yelling when i said what's the difference between somebody that lives on one mile off the border in Texas and one mile that lives off the border in Mexico. He said, well, they were born in Texas or that's the difference. They're American. And I'm like, that's the fucking lowest possible bar that you could have for anything. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. It makes zero fucking sense. Yeah. There's nothing to distinguish. Those people have way more in common than they do with people in New York City. Well, but it's also being stoked. So this reality has made the caravan still more than a thousand miles away from the border. A a thousand miles away. They're walking, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Big group. This reality has made the caravan still 1000 miles away from the border. A salient message on the campaign trail. President Trump stoked racial fears this week, tweeting without evidence that the caravan contained criminals and unknown Middle Easterners. I know. That's the fucking craziest. That's, that's the, the president. Bald face racism there is. I mean, that's like that sounds like the 1940s. Yeah. There's Middle Easterners. Yeah. That, 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 how is that a slur? Yeah. What does that mean? Like, wh- is there like a reason I should care that they're Middle Easterners? Yeah. Why don't you say the word? Say it out loud. Yeah. Make, why can't the press make them say this? Why can't? Why can't they be made to say these things? He Why said did it. you say Middle Easterners? Oh, right. Why do you what what's the reason you said Middle Easterners for? Why don't you ask his press secretary why he said Middle Easterners? He should have to fucking say it. You know, he should have to say the reasons that he sees because when I argue with these people, I get them to say that they think somebody is subhuman. I they will say it. Yeah, they will always say it, but they can't say it in polite society. So they get to keep that. They get to keep that part quiet. Yeah, it's fucking frustrating because these things that these people are saying are straight up exactly as racist as any other time in this country's history. Yeah, I mean, it's what it's the it's what our history actually is, though. And that's why you're more likely to find it supported in the grocery stores, because this is how we've done things. I mean, and this is this hell fucking country with its press too. polls in some states have swung toward Republicans over the past month, suggesting this message might be resonating in Nevada, for example, where incumbent Senator Dan Heller is one of the most vulnerable Republicans on the ballot this year. Immigration tops the list as the biggest priority for, for voters and Republicans are polling ahead of Democrats in the most recent Reuters poll. 43% of likely voters in Nevada felt Heller had better immigration 
immigration policy compared to only 33% who felt Democrat Jack Rose, Jackie Rosen was better on the issue. In an election that will be defined by voter enthusiasm and suppression, uh, they don't ever talk about that, though. The, these elections, they talk about the voter enthusiasm, but they don't talk about the people that they're purging from the rolls yeah. in every single fucking state. This, the Republicans yeah. are purging people from the rolls. I just saw in one state that they're, if the s- signature that they sign on the paper doesn't exactly match the signature that they have from when you registered, then they're throwing your vote out. And like, I don't, my signature doesn't look the same every fucking no, time. No, mine doesn't either. I mean, it looks roughly the same, but like, they're just, I, I mean, who knows? They're looking How at precise, people yeah. when they come in there and they know who the people are that vote for them and they're having their ballots thrown away. It's such a fucking fucked up. I hate this system. I hate it. It sucks. The vote. And people are just, uh, people are all about it right now too. It's so obnoxious. And I hate the, like everybody should be registered to vote thing. And it's like, no, we should only the right people should be registered to vote. (laughs) I don't think we should be trying to get everybody. It's not important for everyone to fucking vote. I told this story once (laughs) I told this story on Twitter, but I'll tell it on the show. Uh, uh, back in 2004 in the run up to the John Kerry, George W. Bush election, I was in, you know, this is the most important election in the history of elections mode in my brain, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's what they told me. And that was how I, that was how I felt. And like, I was like, let's do an event. So I'm writing for a music page that just comedy. I'm like writing jokes on this music page about musicians and shit like that. I talked to the other guys that are running it and I'm like, can we do a voter registration drive? Do you think we could pull that off? And they were like, let me see. They contacted Scully's, which is a uh, bar in town and they got them to let us do a voter registration drive. Now at the time I wanted it to call like, vote you fuckers or something like that just something like edgy sure. you know that was like my whole <laughs> idea way. yeah and, and this was fucking 2004 this is way before murder brian ever was even thought of and uh i was gonna you know go on stage and talk for a second it's the first time i was ever on a stage or anything like that but uh the i wanted to be specifically like vote for fucking john Kerry, right because i wanted john Kerry to win the fucking election and I just wanted to specifically yeah. be like, vote for this guy. We'll help you. If you're going to register to vote for George Bush, I don't want you to register. <laughs> I don't want you. But they made us do a nonpartisan <laughs> thing. It all had to be nonpartisan. That blows. I wasn't even allowed to like be partisan when I talked on stage. I said something like, they don't want you to vote. Go vote or something. I don't remember what I said. But I just remember thinking like, what the fuck is the point in registering your enemies to vote? <laughs> 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 I just was like, that's all I wanted to say. It's yeah. like, I don't want them to fucking vote. No, we I need don't to want them to run get shit. Get them off the rolls, man. We need to do dirty tricks on them. Well, you did. Did you see the poll today that talked about how I was in the, I was, I voted in that Bush election too, where they've, they found a thousand extra votes in my fucking district for Bush. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. The machines flip-flopped on that accident. Motherfucking D-bold, man. Yeah. The D-bold yep, shit. Yep, yep. Fucking. I vote. It was my county, like my fucking polling place. So your vote didn't count at all. A thousand of you would have had to vote to make up yeah. a difference there. Yeah. That's great. That's just fucking great. That's why. And now we get yelled at when we don't have faith in the fucking system. Right. I don't have any fucking faith in it. I'm going to. I told you on the call-in show that I'm looking at probably voting this time. But like, I don't. 
I don't feel like it's anything. Like, I don't feel yeah. like I'm doing anything. I mean, you're basically, there are these disgusting ghouls that are going to try to torture us all. Or there are some people that will just not do that. And so you have to go and actually say, I don't want to be tortured by the disgusting ghouls anymore. Like, yeah. that's what we're going to, that's what you get to go and say. There's no choice to be made. You just have to go D all the way down, right? And maybe yeah. if there's, I'm sure there's radical candidates you can do. Well, I want to say And you'll this. know. I mean, the ones, here's the thing too, is like, I see plenty of elections where it's like, yeah, I'd fucking vote for that person. I would have voted for that Cortez. I would have voted for, you know, but in my area i don't have there's no we big, live in moderate city, yeah, yeah centrist columbus ohio i don't even well, know and what I'll fucking say bullshit this, i'm if, voting for if people are fired that up cordry and, guy man he looks like a fucking piece of <laughs> pasta <laughs> he's just like he's like just like bubbling up over the top of a dress shirt like hi you know what i would like i would like a democratic governor because i would like public transportation right i like it and uh, that's something I might be looking into, but that's not till next year. I would like, look, just keeping the shitty guys that we have, the shitty Democrats and maybe flipping a seat would be yeah. fucking great. And like, I don't think that does anything, though. And, yeah. and, and here's the thing. And I'm going to say this because we've never been about voting on this show. And we're still not like I'm not about voting. I'm telling you, I'm going to go vote. I don't think it means shit. I don't think. Anything's going to happen from my vote. And I'm not voting for anybody I want. But I had to and look I, my wife. I don't care if you don't vote either. Yeah, I don't care if you don't. Listener, I had to look my wife and kid in the face. And like uh, the day after Trump won. And like I just I saw how scared they were. And I know it's not going to make a fucking difference. You know, I know that like a Democrat is just going to be just as fucking basically just as evil. But like I got to feel like I. I got to feel like I ha cut that off right. in the past. You know, sure. I got to feel like I did any, the, the, the minimum amount, you know, and I'm still going to do all the stuff I'm doing. That's the problem with some of these voting campaigns is that like, they're only around voting. That's the only yeah. fucking possible thing you can do. Like there's a March for trans visibility in Columbus coming up and next week on November 7th at 4 PM in front of the state house. And I like really hope I see a lot of people and we are in midterms times, but where would this be in the middle of next year when it's not, when it's an off season, it's yeah. not an election time. It's not when people are talking and, and like, that's why we, the goal is to like kind of engage everybody. So they're engaged all the time. And then voting becomes a lot less important. It becomes a lot less. Well, a part of the movement, you, you get know? a lot of that. Woo. Well, voting's over. I'm done until next October. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's also like when you look at working people, you're like, nobody has the time me and you have no. to be thinking about this shit because this is what we get to do. Well, like, actually, that's you know what? Time. Everybody has the fucking time. You have probably two hours a week that you could put towards, activism and I'm sorry. No, I, I'm the same. I haven't been doing it. And, but, uh, you know, you do have we will, the time. We will be at this protest. Yeah. We're going to the mark to that. We'll be there. Yeah. Let's, uh, what was it? Let's, 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 let's go lighthearted for this little last part of the show. Let's yell at a city. How's that sound to you, Brett? Works you for me. Let's at some backwoods ass Ohio village. Yeah. Yeah. For, for a few minutes. So this is from 10 TV news, the local uh, news station in Ohio. This is new Miami, Ohio. A judge will allow an Ohio. Oh, let me read this backwards. Okay. I don't want to read you the beginning part. 
I want to read you the article and then come back to the beginning part. Okay. New Miami's automatic camera enforcement was ruled unconstitutional in 2014. Butler County Judge Michael Oster later ruled the village must pay back about 33,000 drivers who paid fines under that system. So, okay. They had the red light cam. And then they were like, these are unconstitutional. So Mm -hmm. every motherfucker that you wrote a ticket for... You got to give them their fucking money back. Right. Okay. Police now use handheld cameras under state law requiring an officer to be present during camera enforcement. Good law. Always. I don't like cops doing this and I don't, but yeah. I always felt like somebody should be there. If somebody's yeah. busting me, you, motherfucker, you better be there. No better robots. be the guy. You better not be a picture. <laughs> no robots allowed. I, I didn't agree to that. And you know what? I ran out on my red light camera ticket from Dallas because I got it at two 30 in the morning. I wasn't fucking drunk. I was going to the goddamn grocery store and I sat at a light for six fucking minutes and decided to turn right on a red that we weren't allowed to turn right on a red at. Yeah. Nobody was out there. I had my own fucking eyeballs looking (laughs) both ways. I like such a hillbilly being safe. Well, I was looking. I was. I'm supposed to trust a fucking machine over here. Come on. I can my I feel like human brain should rank above a fucking light bulb. 100% agree with that. I've been saying that on forever. the decision tree, like what the law looks yeah. at. Yeah. I got yelled at once for running a red light in my neighborhood because I couldn't fucking get on the sensor. It was like three in the morning and a motherfucking thing wasn't changing. I kept trying to get on the sensor and it wouldn't change. So I just fucking drove fucking cop follows me to my house and gets out of the car and yells at me. I was like, it's four o'clock in the fucking morning. Yeah. It was after a, you know, like a call-in show or something. It's like, it's four in the morning. I can, I should be allowed to just run these fucking things. You just turn them off. Right. Just turn the fucking things off. We don't even need them. They're ludicrous. Yeah. There's fucking six traffic lights within a mile of my house. It's the craziest fucking thing of all time. I don't like whoever planned that is crazy because it frustrates. Sometimes I'll be driving home at fucking two in the morning after doing this podcast. And I waited six fucking traffic lights on one block, one city fucking block. I wait at because there's always a cop there and I'm fucking letting them decide like, Oh, vroom, drive up one more, drive up one more. Cause they're all on different fucking sensors. They're different. All yeah. of them. It's fucking I hate leaving horrible. Your, I hate leaving your place. I do too. I hate going there and leaving. It feels like it feels like you have like a watchtower. Like there's a guard on duty always. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that's why people live there. Oh, that makes sense. There's yeah. like three cops. I think there's like five or six cops for like a three square mile radius. And it, again, the traffic light situation is the craziest thing anybody's ever seen in their entire life. So unnecessary. <laughs> so fucking many of them when they. Like I used to be able to just drop my wife off at work in 10 minutes because it just drives straight down the road and drop her off. It takes 25 minutes now every day to drop my wife off at work one and a half miles away, one and a half miles because they put in all these fucking lights and they built, they developed, developed all around. And there's a bunch of new people. And now my life is hell because of that. So police now. So Josh Engel, an attorney for one of the drivers said he may consider appealing the ruling. So here's the ruling, Brett. I want to give you this. A judge will allow an Ohio village 
10 years to refund an estimated $3.2 million collected from drivers for speeding citations from an automated camera. The reason they're doing that? Their outside counsel argued that refunding the drivers at one time would have a devastating impact on the village. Yeah, I know. know. Now I want to tell you a story about one day... I was working for the cable company and I got pulled over in the neighborhood that Brett grew up in. Okay. It's called Reynoldsburg, Ohio. I got pulled over in Reynoldsburg, Ohio. Cop came to the door. Can I see your fucking license? He didn't say it like that. He said it like he does to white people. He was like really respectful and shit. And he was like, can I see your fucking license? I handed him my license. He was like, buddy, that thing's suspended. You ain't supposed to be driving. (laughs) I was like, Oh no. I called my boss and they came and, Help me out. And, and, uh, you know, I got it all taken care of the next day. It was suspended for, I had gotten pulled over and then I didn't have my insurance card on me. They asked to see it. I didn't have it. They were like, we'll bring it in. And I never brought it in. So it was suspended. It was like not a huge deal, but I got like a $200 fine. Uh-huh. And, uh, I was broke as fuck at that time. Just no, $200 might have been $200 million right, to me. Right. And, uh, they did not give me 10 years to pay it back. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. It is so okay, okay, fair, fair. I didn't know where you were going with that, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah. I should have got 10 years to pay my. They ain't right. going to give you 10 years to pay your ticket if they fucking pull you over. You yeah, know? Yeah. They didn't sense. give these fucking 33,000 people 10 years to pay for their tickets. But, the village gets 10 years fuck that pay them fucking pay those people well we you gotta, took they, the they gotta go get a cash advance then I, well hey what do you that's what i had to fucking do <laughs> to <pay my> ticket. <laughs> and to add 200 bucks out of my cash advance i had to get 700 instead of 500 that month and believe me that's hard you gotta write a lot of 500 dollar checks to get 700 <laughs> yes God paid Lord. advances are the fucking worst thing in the world, Brett. Oh, if I ever have to use them again, man. You ever just sit around and like you're broke and you're like, okay, there is one option. I no. always do that. Every time I'm really broke, I'll go like this. There is one option. But yeah. then I always talk myself out. I've always been able to talk myself out of it. I have so much crap now and I think. But it's I think it was a little immature when I was abusing them because I always wanted to do really cool stuff that costed a lot of money. (laughs) And now I know how to, like, go do something for free and have a good time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I I do know that I don't need them anymore. Yeah. Like, Like I get paid enough now that I should be able to make it through the month. But yeah, without getting in trouble, sometimes I go a little crazy and like, but I get paid. To, I, I have, I was just complaining. I have like $29 in the bank, but I get paid. To, my wife gets paid tomorrow. It's not like I've, I've had $29 all week, but fuck, that is a hundred times better than any other time in my life. The, yeah. the, just the second payday of the month to have 29 whole dollars and not be to last three days. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's fine. Uh, but like, I, I just, the payday advance thing for me was like the very first time I did it. I wrote about this in one of the, the finance zine, I believe. I mean, the first time I did it was to go out. Yeah. It's like, we've been fucking grinding our asses <clears throat> off and this, like trying to make rent and all this stuff. And my wife was just like, you ever heard of check smart? You ever thought about trying to check smart? And we we're like, I was like, I don't even know what that is. And she was like, you just write them a check and they give you money. And I said, okay, let's do that. That's how I got stuck in the check smart 
circle was to go out. So you're probably right. It's like uh, the first time I ever tried to write one was when uh, I was in high school and somebody told me that Metal Gear Solid 2 had just come out. I didn't have any money, so we went to CheckSmart, and I wrote for like fifty dollars so that I could buy Metal Gear Solid Two. I mean, in my mind, I thought I was always—I always thought I was going to burn them anyway. Like okay. it was always in my mind, it was like I'm going to burn yeah. these motherfuckers someday, right? You know, I'm going to keep writing because I need it, but someday I'm going to have enough money to burn these fuckers. Sure, walk away. I was always looking to burn somebody. I was thinking about this earlier today. My stepmom works at a. Uh, well, worked at a big company in town and she never got me a job. And I was always like for years mad about it. And I was like, she fucking knew I would burn them the first chance. I got. Yeah. And I would have, I burned everybody. She didn't want to reference you. <laughs> yeah, Don't be like that. I, I used to get so mad about it, thinking about it, but I'm like, I wouldn't have referenced me no. either. Nobody should ever reference me. Right. If I got to get a job now, I'm just going to find three listeners to reference me. Smart. Like three, like I'll find a lawyer, a doctor, and a teacher that listen to the show and be like, can you be my reference? Tell them I'm a sweet, sweet guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, Zine coming out is fears. And, uh, I said losing all my money was a fear. It's the worst fear. But though. I think, I, now I'm thinking if, if going back into regular jobs would be, I don't know if how, how if I'd be able to handle that. Really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I feel like for me, it's like, I know I can do that. You know, you, does that make sense? Like, it's yeah. like, uh, I did that. I can always just go back to doing it. True. That. That's the way yeah. I think of regular jobs. I don't freak out about, like, the idea that I'd have to go back to a regular. First of all, I don't think either one of us are ever going to have to go back to a regular job. But I do think about it as, like, that's always an option. I could just sure. go back to not, a regular job and it'd be easy as hell. I'm not easy, but like, well, it would just be more structure. It would be more yeah. regular. It yeah. wouldn't be like working every day and Ain't all no the time. Five mile walks or anything like right, that. that you too. Know, all yeah. that stuff's gone. Right. Like everything's gone, all that stuff. But I mean, I'm, I'm just like, uh, I, I guess like I'm just the type of like, I know I did it for so long. I've only done this for three, two years. Yeah. Right. We've true. only done this for two years and it hasn't been long since I've had a real job. And like, I can wrap my mind around a real job. Still this job. I still, I've said this before. It's like climbing a fucking slippery rope all the time. And it like sucks and it's scary and it, yeah. it doesn't suck. It's fun as hell, but it's, it is like, if you like security, this is probably not the job you want to go yeah. into, you know? Yeah. Cause it's like, you just constantly feel like you're like, you, you just constantly feel like you got to do the next thing all the yeah. fucking time. It never ends. It's always just the next thing, the next thing. But like, I, the cable company was the same way, dude. Sure. The call it's center work. was the same way. And every job was the same way. It was always, you got, you're never allowed to get comfortable. You're never allowed to just right. sit and do like, we couldn't just leave. Like, I, I don't know. You can't like do call center work and just find the job you like and keep it. They hate that. Right. They don't encourage that at all. They, right. If you, if you like your job, you can keep it. <laughs> they don't let you do that. Right. You know? And like, uh, they didn't at the cable company. I remember like near the end, they were pushing me up. They right. were like promoting me 
I was like, I don't want a promotion. And they're like, well, you kind of got to go. And like, we tell you where to go and you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, no, but I like this. I don't want to learn new things. Right, right. So I don't know. I, I, I never know. I, I do feel like my nightmare, your nightmare of losing all your money, your fear is like mine all the time. Yeah, it's like, like all the money being gone. Just it's all gone and there's nowhere to get more. Yeah. is the, That's my fear. Just being tapped out. Yeah. Or and like, I always think that. I always think that's going to happen. Yeah, I feel There's like always more money. There's always you can get your hands on some. <laughs> yeah, I mean you, know? you have to. Yeah, I, I do. I do have that security that I do hustle my way into something. <laughs> yeah. If I have to go back to eBay, I would probably just be flipping shit like crazy. Yeah, yeah, you're fine. You know, it's it's just my worst fear actually is roller coasters. But uh, I was also, I, I had a few other things. I mean, my worst fear is the same as Brett's, running out of all my money and not having any more. But yeah. roller coasters are also very scary to me. <laughs> yeah. They, for, I mean, there's a lot of people that feel that way. Nope. I get made fun of for that one. All right, we're done for the night. I always get made fun of for the roller coaster thing. Oh, yeah? Everybody makes fun of me. <laughs> yeah, that's the show. All right. Well, thank you for uh, tuning in. We have a special thing we wanted to start doing. So we're going to start doing a giveaway at the end of each show. Uh, the prize this week, we're going to go with, um, well, you can choose. You can have a gumball shirt or you can have a zine prize pack. Uh, that'll include some queer comics anthologies from ABO Comics, uh, Anarchist and Anarchism, and whatever else I got. All the Street Fight ones, too. Uh, so we are going to draw a name from all the Patreon people. Let's see who it is. Jason, give me that number. Let me know who who did it. It's Win. The the person that won is named Win. W I N N. No last name. So congratulations, Win. I will email you and get your information to get your prize to you. Um, if you want to subscribe on Patreon, it's easy to do. We offer a lot of extra content, and your support means a lot. Um, we're able to hire more people. I'm able to spend more money on projects and everything that you're, uh, you know, donating right now goes to expanding the project of street fight and getting it bigger and better so that we can spread this mess across the U S and, uh, that $5 tier is super nice. We have a lot of video coming in. We've got, you know, four of the undercover business tyrants done. Those are really fucking fun and hilarious. This last one, the end of it is just amazing. Uh, when you see it, you're going to crack the fuck up. I got some surprises coming. I'm not even going to say what they are, but you probably want to be signed up for that $5 level because I got some posts scheduled that will knock your fucking socks off. Some shit you ain't seen before. So uh, get ready for that. Um, if you're interested in buying some sort of brain tonic, uh, if you're into that type of thing, we offer a couple CBD and Kratom. You can order those from us at store.streetfireradio.com. Uh, for as long as the law will allow... Um, until then, whatever's in the store is what we got for sale. I'm going to adjust it a little bit so that there isn't a bottlenecking of orders like we had um, once somebody got sent. Someone got slapped with a felony for having CBD in Ohio. Uh, I have a workaround for it, though, um, and I will keep you all updated. But store.streetfireradio.com is the place to buy shit to support us. All of our zines are in there, too. And uh, it's gumball shirts are coming soon. I just got the proof from the printer. So those will be shipping out in, I think they ship out the 26th is what he said. So those are on the way and they look fucking cool. So 
Thanks for listening. You can find us on social media at Street Fight WCRS. Uh, I got half of my Deadpool running outfit, so I'm sure that'll make an appearance on Instagram and Snapchat, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all of the shit, man. There's just so much. StreetFightRadio.com. Peace. <laughs> Shabooty. Jersey.